Hi, I'm Donna DeCarolis, the founding dean of Drexel University's Charles D. Close School of Entrepreneurship, the first freestanding degree-granting school of entrepreneurship in America. Thank you for tuning in to Starters Review, a program that explores the stories of starters, their unique experiences, and extraordinary capacity to start over and over again. Today I'm speaking with entrepreneur and trailblazer Emily Bittenbender, managing partner of Bittenbender Construction. I'm just fascinated by Emily's story. She's the only woman to lead a union-affiliated commercial construction company in the Philadelphia region in just this past month. Emily became the recipient of the prestigious Greater Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce 2016 Paradigm Award, which is their highest honor for women in business. Congratulations, Emily. Thank you, Donna. Emily has personally influenced some of the city's most prominent development projects, such as the National Constitution Center, Central Green at the Navy Yard, and most recently, Love Park. Her story is an inspiration for all of us, particularly women. Thank, thank you, Emily, for, for joining me on Starters Review. And as I read about you, it seems that your start in construction began early on with your initial employment at Ewing Coal. Tell us how that position really led you on a really interesting path, right? Um, working in the city of Philadelphia for the mayor and eventually earned you the position of deputy mayor. <clears throat> well, thank you, Donna. It's a pleasure to be here with you thank today. You. Um, I was very fortunate at the age of 24, I was an assistant project manager on a $42 million tower conversion project for the city. Oh, wow. uh, that was with Ewing Cole. And the project manager actually left, and I became the project manager over this big tower conversion. And I developed really um, amazing relationships with the uh, executives at the City of Philadelphia with Rendell's team. Mm -hmm. And then when they were out looking for a capital program director to manage all of the city's design and construction projects, they actually interviewed me. And at the age of 29, I was awarded the position as the capital program director for the city. So tell me, at 24, 25 year old, years old, you are in charge of these multi-million dollar projects. <clears throat> yep. Were you scared? How did you feel? Um, well, it was a little overwhelming. I had inherited um, a department of about 100 unionized um, city municipal workers, and we managed $3.2 billion of city's financed accounts. So what came with that responsibility wasn't just you know, about 500 different construction projects, but there was a lot of uh, political interest in a pot of money that large. So I learned at quite a young age how to uh, maneuver and um, deal with our local Philadelphia politicians and their desires for projects in their district, and I learned a lot. So you were a quick study? I, I had to be. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me how you, so after all these wonderful projects that you do with the city of Philadelphia um, and all the experience and skills that you learned and the relationships that you built, yep. then why did you decide to branch out on your own? You know, what was that inspiration? What was that moment? You know, Donna, I've worked in so many different types of cultures and uh, the real desire for me to start my own company is I really wanted to create um, a culture and work with wonderful people that I would enjoy spending the majority of my time with. Um, I wanted to do create something that's very entrepreneurial um, and have great humor and build really awesome projects that have impact for our city and mm -hmm. for our citizens with a fam in a family type of environment. 
So my story is I went and uh, I, li I literally liquidated everything that I owned. Everything that you owned. Everything that I owned. I sold my home. I liquidated all of my 401ks. And I basically cashed it in and went for broke. So to start this company. To start the company. And 12 years later, um, we're growing and thriving. And the culture that I dreamed of um, is what we have today with just the most amazing team of professionals, both in the office as well as in the field on our construction projects. So tell me about the culture. I think this is fascinating. So I get that when you started the company, you had the idea for the business model and what the company was would do. Yes. But what I hear you say is that that was just a piece of it. Yeah. You wanted something that was Emily's. Yes. That you could grow this culture that you were comfortable in and you could help others. Well, there's yes, there's two pieces to it. So in our and we've started multiple other companies mm -hmm. since then. But our organization is very flat. Um, so the way that we treat um, all of our employees, uh, they're not employees to us, they're teammates. Um, and we just have a very high um, level of humor within our organization. Uh, construction has just an amazing amount of conflict. And I tell people, you know, we get shot up with bullets every day. <laughs> and, um, you know, the type of people that are attracted to our industry are people that have a lot of ADD, super crazy people. You know, we call it getting juiced up because there's a lot of activity and a lot of balls in the air and a lot of uh, insanity in what we do. So if you don't bring humor along with a problem-solving attitude, um, things can get, you know, worse than crazy. Um, the other thing that we really like to do, because we're the only female general contractor, mm -hmm. uh, out of all my colleagues and my competitors, our company is the most diverse. So in our professional staff, we have 55% women and 22% minority, um, versus a lot of my colleagues, you know, it's a pr still predominantly male, white male dominated field. Um, so we, our tagline is changing the way you think about construction because we're bringing a new kind of fresher spin and definitely humor and multitasking um, is, is part of our drill. How do you feel that diversity, big question, right? Sure. Impacts your performance. Does it make your company better? Does it give you a competitive advantage over the, the more male dominated traditional construction company? Um, you know, I think that it gives us a competitive advantage because people are, um, uh, they bring different ideas and different approaches. Mm -hmm. And the people that are on my team, um, we, we share same core values, but we bring um, a different viewpoint to problem solving. Um, I think that women make just amazing leaders. Um, I agree. Great project managers. <laughs> <laughs> so employing women, they're much more collaborative. Mm -hmm. um, so, And I think that our clients really appreciate the fact that we're trying to break um, new, newer people into the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also very entrepreneurial and trying to have other women and minority friends of ours start companies so that we can build a deeper legacy um, and really change the face of Philadelphia construction. Well, that's a huge vision. It is. That's a huge vision. But it's doable, Donna. Absolutely. It's doable. Because you're a woman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, I want to. It's amazing what you've what you've started. I want to just dig a little deeper. So you grew up in the Poconos, mm -hmm. right? And right now you live in Pine Barrens, Pine Barrens, South Jersey. Yep. And I, I hear you like to three wheelers, or yep. you like to. So where where did all this entrepreneurial um, confidence, ambition, these this vision, where did 
that come from? Can you reflect on that a little bit? Well, you know, um, when I was young, I grew up on a 400-acre uh, farm, and uh, I felt very isolated. I couldn't wait to get to the big city mm-hmm. and have act- activity and action. And um, But I, I always knew from the time that I was young that I was put here for a reason and for a purpose. And I knew that that purpose wasn't, was going to be much greater than just me. It wasn't going to be about me. Um, and I just had <clears throat> this belief at a very young age that I needed to find my path and needed to get on it. Um, and I think being the first woman um, you know, executive in the construction industry has been a, a very important role for me to play because I've been able to mentor a lot of other young women and show them that we can be not only um, survive but be successful in an all-male-dominated da- industry. So I think my drive really came from growing up um, on a farm and um, uh, with people that are very, very down to earth and very practical and have a realistic view of life. Mm-hmm. And I think that at a young age, I, I, I just felt that it was time for me to leave and find that path and that it was something I had to do. And so to take those values and put them mm-hmm. someplace entirely different exactly. in a major urban area in a construction industry. I also, I'm also a graduate of Moore College of Art and Design. That's right. And they taught me um, uh, an out-of-the-box thinking and approach. So going to an art school and focusing on the on the right side of your brain versus a lot of, you know, male-dominated education or the left side of the brain, mm-hmm. it really uh, I, I I got a bigger picture view of the world and how to connect the dots differently from my education there. Well, no, I think that's a very interesting lesson for all people in terms of the broadening the diversity of what you learn, yes. right? And how that impacts your thinking and your doing. And not being a linear thinker. Um, you know, I'm the type of person that how my brain works is problem, jump directly to the solution. Mm-hmm. I'll, some people need to take all those steps um, to get to the solution. You're not a step taker? I'm not a step taker. <laughs> no, I don't, you know, I don't like the time that it requires, you know, bang, bang. So that's how I think. And you think that creative, the more College of Art really helped you to, it did. to embrace that? Yeah, I mean, just something as basic as when I first went there, I, I like classical art. And I thought, you know, that modernist art was rubbish. And I would look at it and think, what the hell is this? Right, right. What, who, who thought of this? But then if you look deeper and you think about that piece of artwork differently, mm-hmm. it's just amazing, like, what kind of spectrum that opens for you um, intellectually. And, you know, you've brought that same lens to construction, right? Yes, definitely, without a doubt, yes. Very yes. much so, very much so, Donna, yep. yeah. Yeah, so, um, so how do you think that women, you talked a little bit about this, but find their competitive advantage in male-dominated industries. Clearly, construction is probably the epitome of a male-dominated, but, you know, really so is finance, banking, insurance, things like this. Yep. Well, you know, for me, I think I had it a little bit easier because I was the only one. Um, I'm the first woman uh, chairman of the board of the General Building Contractors Association, Um, and being the only one, there's a lot of focus on you. You're in a room of 350 men, and you're primarily the only woman there. Um, I think it gave me a competitive edge um, because I was different. Right. I mean, just something as simple as, you know, you like vanilla, you like chocolate. You know, you've only ever had the right. chocolate. Now there's vanilla shows up, you know. Did you ever... Um, experience bias, prejudice, feel out of place? 
because there you are thrown into a, a room full of, right? Yes, I did. Um, but I have to tell you, like, I'm a man's girl. I love men. <laughs> so even while I, when I was being rejected by them and they were like, you know, die, girl, like, get out of our boys club. Right. Um, I didn't take it personally at all. And uh, over time, they're now my brothers. They're my best friends, my biggest supporters, my mentors, my champions. So, yes, but, you know, I didn't really take it personally. I just overcame the... The, the strangeness and that's know. tremendous self-confidence well it's, I didn't have a choice and uh, I didn't feel like feeling bad about it so speaking of feeling bad <laughs> can you share with us um, I just love this question a desperate moment in your professional career desperate moment and what you did to overcome it sure um, <clears throat> I started my company my first company 12 years ago and we were probably about Four, almost five years in when the recession hit and the recession for so it was a young company it still. was a very young company um, self-taught entrepreneur um, and we were shaken to the core like all other construction companies revenues down revenues were severely down profits were um, non-existent and uh, my business partner Angela McCaffrey and I are very very smart uh, business people and know how to manage money scale back operations but the desperate part came Believe it or not, I had had two amazing job offers during the height of the recession. Um, when we had no money, uh, we were working on scale-back hours, and I went was offered this tremendous job with an enormous salary. And after the interview, I was driving back to my office, and I walked back in the front door, and I looked around at all my people who were so loyal to hang in there with us and fight through it, and I looked around and I thought, Screw it. I'm not going. I We've worked this hard. This is my family. This is my team. You know, we've hit rock bottom, but we're going to dig ourselves out of this. And I got my people around me and said, okay, what are we doing? How are we going to fight through this bad storm? And we did fight through the bad storm, and we came out of it, and we've just grown. We had 250% growth last year. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. So, That's terrific. But it's a fortitude of my team that are loyal to, to, to each other that actually made us survive. But you set the stage for that. Yes, absolutely. But they knew you know, that, that I was committed to them. Right. And that leadership commitment yes. helped them. But that's an amazing story. I'm glad I powered through that one, Donna. Yeah. That took a lot of power. Yeah. Everything you've done has taken a lot of power. You know, liquidating everything, starting something brand new. Mm-hmm. Just, just tremendous. Um, what's the best thing about being in Philadelphia? Well, I'm a huge Philadelphia fan. Uh, personally, for me, I think the best thing about Philadelphia are the people that are in it. You know, when people ask me about my initial startup phase, all of the, of the major businesses um, have helped. I say it takes a business community to create a startup. Mm -hmm. It's relationships, you know. Comcast, one of my first clients, AAA, Mid-Atlantic, um, Drexel University. Yay. Yay. <laughs> hired us as a, as a beginning startup. And we've been with Drexel ever since then. They've taken my company from small now to midsize. You've built my incubator. Yes, we did. And yes, we did. enjoyed doing it. And the projects are tremendous. I think John Fry's vision for taking... University City to the next level um, is just remarkable. And so I think it's people with vision and ideas 
And people like Drexel University that are um, that are willing to take a risk on a startup, right. just like you have done, Donna, with some of your amazing staff people here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, what advice would you give people who want to start something? Well, you're either an entrepreneur or you're not. Um, there are people that don't do well with risk. But for those of you that do well with risk, I would say never listen to the naysayers. If you have the passion and the belief of your idea and that you can do it, just do it. Mm -hmm. um, I, thank God, had no idea what I was getting myself into. If I had even the slightest idea, I would have never done it. It's, again, power through it. Get a great idea, make sure it's a sound business idea, but get on the track and don't look back. And power through it. Power ahead. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to Starters Review. Emily Bittenbender, founder, owner of Bittenbender Construction, a great woman, a great friend, and a great asset to the city of Philadelphia. Thanks, Emily. Thank you, Don, and what a pleasure. Thank you.